Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. This is a milestone show for us, and we'll tell you a little bit about it in a, the next segment. But on today's episode, we're going to be talking to nonprofit organizations that focus on different areas, specifically on supporting the spouses of children and veterans and first, first responders. Also, we'll be speaking with state veteran navigators who um, have been a major player in our Food for Vets initiative. And finally, we'll talk with the founder and CEO of our online of an online emotional support and therapy service called Seven Cups that relies on thousands of trained volunteer listeners who help people get through tough times. Joining us today is Tawana Scott, Tony Kennedy, and Glenn Moriarty. This is a show that you don't want to miss and stick around because we have some exciting information about where we are as a show. So we'll be right back after the break on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today we're talking about direct support for veterans and spouses and children, food assistance efforts and online mental health support for veterans and pretty much anyone else who may need it. Uh, joining me again today is Andy Hinion, the Communications Manager at uh, Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Thanks for joining us again, Andy. Thank you, Director. It's great to be here. You know, before we jump into the segment, I, you know, we're celebrating a milestone today. Today is our 100th episode of the Veterans Perspective. That is, it's amazing. I, you know, I think... Um, you know, I watch TV and I see, you know, when I, especially when it was on regular TV and not streaming, I used to see a lot of times where um, the 100th episode was a big deal because not everybody was able to get there. So um, we're going to make a big deal out of it today. And I think it's great that we have the guests on that we have today. Andy, um, you know, you've been around the agency really for the last uh, two years with the starting of WJR. And we've interviewed dozens upon dozens of guests. Um, and I know that you haven't um, you haven't been you know part of every single show because you're busy making sure that we're the agency's looking good out there in the comms world. But um, are there any maybe that stick out to you? Well, I, so many of these shows um, I think have resonated with with both uh, us within the agency and our and our listenership. You know, eleven million strong, I think across across the state, and just I think there's been a great impact with shows like suicide prevention, mental and the mental health supports, um, everything to, to the Michigan bikers helping veterans. We've talked to the governor. Um, I mean, just so many shows across the spectrum that have talked about uh, different resources and benefits for veterans. Yeah, I mean, we, we have had, I would say, an impressive lineup for a show that just started two years ago and really was built from the ground up here at um, MVAA. We, like you mentioned, we had the governor, from the governor to the adjutant general of the Michigan Army, I mean, Michigan Air and Army National Guard. We've spoken with organizations ranging from AARP to Walking with Warriors to the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. We even had the former uh, VBA undersecretary um, and the director of the Center for Women Veterans. We even got to talk with Amy Grant, who was just here in Michigan for her Christmas concert. And, you know, let's not forget, we've spoken with veterans, spouses of veterans, caregivers, employers, colleges, you know, veteran community action teams, counties, and so much more. We've had, um, you know, 
we really, really, really wanted to make sure that this show was about educating the community. And like you said, I mean, with an 11 million listener reaching out, including the podcast, I think we've, we've done that. Um, and, and, you know, for you all out there, the goal really for this show was to provide meaningful information for veterans and veterans advocates and to highlight benefits and resources that can help every, all of you thrive. And so I think we've done that with the help from all of our great and wonderful guests. And we've, we've made an impact. I mean, we, we have this no wrong door policy at the MVAA. And so when we're looking at how to communicate, Andy, I mean, what are some of the other avenues that we've used to communicate with veterans? You know, this, this show was one of them, but what are some of the other ways we've been communicating? Sure. Well, we've really um, ramped up the outreach um, in the last three and a half years. Um, uh, we sent out a, a weekly newsletter um, to our veterans, um, 20,000 on that list. So for folks who want to get on that newsletter, just go to our website um, and you can um, subscribe there. We try to keep veterans informed on the, the latest and resources and, and updates from the VA um, and on down that, that can help them thrive. We have sent out um, our, our cards to veterans, branded cards um, on holidays and Veterans Day um, that, you know, to acknowledge their service, but also give them information on how to contact us so we can get them referred to um, benefits and resources. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think even, you know, really taking communication and how we're reaching veterans and different veterans in different spaces to the next level. I mean, even to the point now, we have the ability to add Braille to our business cards. Mm -hmm. Right. That's that's huge. I mean, because we're making sure that we're taking into account that we have disabled veterans and family members in the state that, you know, utilize Braille in order to read because they can't see. Yep. I think that was a great innovative uh, step we took. Right. I mean, we also have our Y Michigan app um, for veterans, which has a real time job board um, is another great resource for them as well. Yeah. And so I you know, as as this hundredth show, we're we're talking um, about resources again out there in the community that you don't know about. But you know, this for us really is an opportunity to thank all of the guests who've been on the show thus far um, and let you know that we truly appreciate the information that you provided, the, um, the, the candor that you provided. We've had some really very personal stories on here. We've had spouses that have come on to talk about some of the challenges that they've had and caregivers talking about some of the same things. So we've really had some really personal um, stories. We've even had MST survivors. And so we, we want to say thank you for getting us to this point of being able to do 100 shows and being able to share your stories and share your resources and share your knowledge with us um, on making sure we can reach our veterans and the places that they are. And, and we want to also say we appreciate WJR for their partnership in making this show happen. Had it not been for them, you know, coming to us to talk to us about opportunities, we never would have thought that this was an avenue that we could explore. So, um, you know, we have a great show before, up for you today. Um, our first guest is going to be Tawana Scott from Together with uh, Together for the Good. Um, just remember that if you need access to resources or any of the information that we talk about on the show today, you can reach us at 1-800-MISHFET. That's 1-800-642-4838. Um, if you're struggling and you need support, um, from mental health professionals or folks who can just get you through, you can always call 988-PRESS-1, that's the Veterans Crisis Line. Stick around, we'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. 
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Our first guest on the show today is Tanya Scott. Tanya is the founder and CEO for the nonprofit Veterans Organization Together for the Good. She's an advocate and educator in the areas of PTSD, suicide prevention, and family crisis intervention. She's also active in volunteering for civil rights, small business, and social action efforts. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Uh, good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about Together for Good and you know why? what was the impetus behind creating it? Ah, uh, yeah. So Together for the Good, um, I like to tell people, actually started 18 years ago. Um, it's been an 18-year journey to get to where we are today. Um, and it's because my husband was in the Army. And my husband ended up sustaining a traumatic brain injury that went undiagnosed. And because it went undiagnosed, I was the one that had to deal with the repercussions of what a brain injury and PTSD looked like. Um, and we're talking back in the Gulf War era. So brain injury really wasn't that prominent or known about. Um, so it was a lot of navigating. And I was also a nurse at the VA. Um, so that thankfully was the driving point of learning how to take care of him, learning exactly what needed to be done as far as getting a diagnosis, helping him better understand what quality of life he had after service. So that's basically how we started. And nobody handed me a blueprint on what I had to do or what it looked like. So I essentially took 18 years of everything that I have been through and put it into a nonprofit to help other families that are just starting and have no idea what to do. Okay. And so, you know, just, so you're a caregiver. I was. And, yeah. and, and, and then you talked a little bit about some of the things you were doing with your husband having traumatic brain injury, but you know, um, how did that affect your life? I mean, we, we've spoken with some, some caregivers that, you know, are part of the Liz Adult Foundation and things. And, but, you know, this, this was, this was the catalyst for you creating this organization. You know, how did, how, how was it affecting your life, work life and, you know? Um, I don't think anybody ever prepares somebody to go through becoming an instant caregiver. Um, it was a lot of, a lot of heartache, a lot of tears, um, a lot of frustration. Um, and, and I can't say that there were moments where I did not want to throw in the towel and say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I didn't sign up to be a full-time caregiver on top of a wife, on top of a business owner. I didn't ask for all this to happen, but this is my life. This is what happened. And I embrace it. I, it's a challenge every single day because he's a different person every day. Mm -hmm. um, he was diagnosed with early onset dementia at 45. Um, so I'm left with a shell of a body of a husband and each day is a different day. Each day is, is what are we going to get into today? And I think that's where the biggest struggle is, is because you never know from day to day who you're going to be dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what takes a lot out of, and, and I'm sure there's other caregivers that go through the same thing. Um, so that's essentially what the organization is focused around is the family and getting the family structure and helping them through whatever it looks like a routine should be, um, and essentially letting them heal on what they look like, what, what does healing look like for them? Mm -hmm. 
No, that's good. And, and, and so, you know, just looking at your organization, yeah, you serve the families of veterans and first responders. One of your key focuses is on PTSD. Can you talk a little bit about like how you focus on that and what you do in that area to, to assist families? Yep. So how we focus, we predominantly focus on PTSD um, in the event to prevent suicide. And I think the more understanding that if we can get somebody right out of service and help them with treatment as soon as possible, in the end, it gives a better all quality of life for them. So our main focus is to focus on service members that are coming out um, of service and helping their families and educating their families on if, if your significant other does have PTSD, what does a routine look like for you? Are you going to keep them, um, like essentially getting them a, uh, what do you want to call it, a, a, a routine on a regular basis um, in the hopes that we prevent suicide? And I think that's what our main focus is, um, is inevitably preventing suicide in veterans and first responders. Mm -hmm. That's good. So so what are what are some ways that you're doing it? Are you doing that through events, support groups? Like how are you? We have, we have events. Um, so our main focus events are obviously May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. May, September, um, and November. Suicide Prevention Month is September. And then we have very big events that happen in our community. Or we might partner up with somebody else in another state. We did Nashville, Tennessee, um, right before 9-11. Um, and that was a very successful event and essentially is bringing all the mental health, mental health, PTSD, brain injury services together. So everybody has all the services in one place at one time and hopefully they utilize the services. Um, and then we do support groups every Thursday. Um, every Thursday we have open call, which means anybody can call. And even if you just need somebody to sit with and talk to because you're having a really rough day, um, we have people that are available to sit and talk with, or um, Wednesdays we have support groups for active do, um, active first responders that maybe they just had a really bad car accident and they need somebody to talk to. Um, we're finding, because um, I live in rural community, um, we don't have as many services as the big city does. So when the fire department doesn't have um, an active support group, we have to create that support group for them. Um, so it, it's all about community and coming together and it's been very receptive and we're just very, very blessed to be in this position to help. Well, that's great. And, and so you have some things that you've been up to lately. I, I guess you've expanded some of your service. Can you talk about that? Yeah, we expanded into in-home care services um, as of the first of the month. Um, and it, it's more focused on um, the need in our area, once again, because of living in rural communities, we really don't have a lot of support services. Um, so it was a success, it, it took off right away. Um, one, one of our clients that we're dealing with right now is an 82 year old widow. Um, her husband died 2019, so right before COVID, he was a Navy veteran and she lost her purpose in life and she was suicidal. Never in my life have I seen an 82 year old suicidal person, um, but it's, it's prevalent, it's there. And I think this holiday season, we need to check on our loved ones 
and make sure that they're okay and they're just not masking what they're going through. Um, so that's one thing that we're focusing on is in-home support services that also bring the mental health services to them if they need it. So if people want to either they want to uh, sign up for to be a part of some of these support groups or they want to access some of the in-home in care, volunteer, donate, where can they find out more information? They can always go to www.togetherforthegood.org. Um, there is, we are in the process of updating all our services on there. So if they might, the telephone numbers are active, so they can always call, um, the phone that's on the website, or they can email and always send it back to one of us on the team. Um, and we'll respond within 24 to 48 hours, depending if it's on the weekend, then, um, we'll respond the next business day. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the best way for them to get a hold of us. Okay, well, that's great. You know, Tanya, I want to thank you for what you're doing for families and, you know, what you're doing in this community. A lot of what we, we do and we're passionate about comes from our experience. So thank you for taking your experience and not just keeping it to yourself, but sharing it with the community. Um, if you want to find out more information, don't forget to go to www.togetherforthegood.org, correct? Correct. And um, if you um, want any other information about anything you heard on the show today, you can give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. Thank you again, Tanya. Thank you. All right. We'll see you after the commercial break on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now, your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Joining us as our next guest is Tony Kennedy. Tony is a regional veteran navigator who works for Southwest Michigan Behavioral Health and is part of the Veteran Navigator Program through the State Department of Health and Human Services. She previously worked for the U.S. House of Representatives as a veteran advocate. She also volunteers in her community as an advocate for sexual assault and domestic violence and sits on the Kalamazoo County Board of Veterans. Thank you and welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you for having me, Director. Yeah, it's great to have some representation from Southwest Michigan on the show and it's great to have you on. I know we spent um, some of Veterans Day together and just great mm -hmm. conversation. So I, I want to say thank you for inviting me out and allowing me to, to speak to your people <laughs> mm -hmm. and, 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 and dine with them as well. So um, I, I wanted to just talk to you a little bit. First of all, you know, how long have you been in this this uh, position of veteran navigator? What have you been doing there? So I haven't been in a position very long. Um, the gentleman that was in this space retired in May. And since he understood that what I was doing in the uh, congressional office was similar, and he asked me if I would consider um, this position. And so honestly, I've been doing it for over five years. Um, but in this particular, um, uh, with Southwest Michigan Behavioral Health, just since May. Okay. And so what, what is it exactly that a veteran navigator does? So I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, veteran navigator, what they try to do is once they get um, a referral from veterans, um, whether the referral comes from MVAA or from the community, um, community mental health, et cetera, 
what we try to do is connect resources for that veteran and their family. Um, and and I, the family is really important because sometimes the veteran um, is in a space that uh, is difficult because he can't get help for either the child or the spouse, um, be it employment, et cetera. So a veteran navigator will look into their resources and try to help the veteran with um, anything that he or she would need in order to move forward, um, move forward in their, I'm stuck, um, to help them. Yeah, yeah, their journey for sure. And yes. Then, you know, um, and so you you all work with um, veterans that are dealing with issues like mental health, substance abuse, housing, and other issues. And so are your only, the only way that someone can get to you is through maybe a referral or how can there are there other ways that they can reach a veteran navigator for assistance? So they can reach a veteran navigator. Referrals are good um, because what we want is that the community be aware that we are available for them and serve as their legs and free them up so they can help someone else. So referrals are good, but anyone can pick up the phone and call me anytime. Um, that's how I work. If it's an emergency, then I'll call back after hours. If it's something that I feel that can wait till the next day, um, they have my undivided attention either way. Okay. And I have that phone number if you would like me to give that phone number. Um, but there are many veteran navigators. I am regional. So I cover eight counties of Southwest Michigan. Um, and some of those counties are Barry, Berrien, Branch, Cass Counties, Calhoun County, Kalamazoo County, St. Joe County, and Van Buren County. Wow, so you're you're pretty busy. For sure. I am quite busy. That's a good thing. That means yeah. I'm out there doing my job and helping veterans because they need it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, one of the things I know that you all are working on in collaboration with NVAA is a Food for Vets initiative. And so, you know, for those of you who may remember during COVID, one of the things that was really important to me and the agency was that veterans had access to food um, because we know that pantries were over, you know, food pantries were overflowing with people coming in during COVID. Um, and we wanted to make sure veterans were going, they had food. So we, we had these, we worked with the trust fund and had food vouchers um, or food cards that were straight from the grocery store that we could give um, to veterans that needed it. And so through that, we, we, we wanted to make sure that we were continuing to use that. And we had this uh, Food for Vets initiative that we've partnered with you on. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you all have been doing there? So I say that I've been blessed with the opportunity that MVAA asked me, um, Erica Hoover and um, Lindell Holm and Alan Dow asked, uh, well, I kind of always trying to draw people into Southwest Michigan. Um, and so I was really blessed that they asked me if I would partner with them and help them select some counties um, that I cover um, to be able to um, do a, a holiday food basket giveaway. And so we selected four counties and um, you know, I, I partnered up with Hardings and Spartan Nash, and they ordered the food. 
we gave out 150 baskets just to talk about yesterday. Um, we had an initiative in Berrien County. Um, we gave away 150 food baskets. The only thing, the only requirement was that they had to prove that they were veteran or a family member of a veteran. Um, the Battle Creek VA also showed up. The Veteran Service Office showed up. The Community Mental Health um, showed up. We had volunteers from Whirlpool. We had volunteers from Boss. We, you know, um, lest we forget. And everybody came together to make sure that the veteran had not only a food basket, but a great experience. So yesterday, just to bring that one, since it's so recent, um, we gave away 150 um, holiday food baskets. And there were some additional um, veterans that came and did not have a food basket. So the Berrien Community Foundation said that we could take names and numbers and they would match those veterans with baskets. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful news. And and so you, two have been accomplished already. And so you have two more coming up. Can you say, tell where those are at? Yeah, so next week, December 14th, we have a food holiday giveaway for veterans um, in Van Buren County. That's at 801 Hazen in Pawpaw. And we have another food drive in Barry County, which will be at the American Legion in Hastings. And in those, we will be able to give away 125 food baskets. That's great. That's great. So, you know, I think by the time you're done, you're going to be over 500 food baskets that you've distributed to veterans. Yes. And I really appreciate the partnerships of the MVAA, of the MVAA Trust Fund and those community veteran service offices. And I really like very much that the MVAA came, comes down and they are present um, during the activity so that the veterans can meet them. If they have questions, they're right there on the spot. So I'm very grateful for that. Well, you know, we're grateful for the work that you're doing as well. And we know that those, those veterans and their families are getting connected to food but they're also getting connected to resources and they know that yes. there's a support team there for them. So great work on that. You know, um, I definitely want to thank you for all that you're doing and all that you're continuing to do with all the years of experience that you have in helping veterans in Southwest Michigan and truly being an advocate to make sure that Southwest Michigan veterans are not forgotten. So um, thank you so much, Tony, for all that you've done and for our, our um, camaraderie and engagement as well over the years. Sure. And don't forget that I'm a veteran as well. So mm -hmm. I also understand some of the needs that um, our veterans and their families may have. So it helps to have that hat too. Well, thank you for your service. And what was what branch again? United States Army. Oh, best branch. So <laughs> just kidding for all those other people that are not Army, but you know, together. So thank you so much for joining us again today. And what's that number again before we uh, close out? Yes, the number to reach me is area code 269-967-9187. And whether they're in my county or not, I can go ahead and refer them to the other counties. Thank you. All right, thank you. If you um, didn't get that number, you can call us at 1-800-MICHFED and we'll get you connected to Tony. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be right back after the commercial break.
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We're talking about resources again today, and joining us as our final guest is Glenn Moriarty. Moriarty. Um, Glenn is the founder and CEO of Seven Cups, an online counseling and therapy service. He's a psychologist who is passionate about marrying his background in psychology with his love of technology. Welcome to the show, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very happy to be here. And thanks for all the work you do to support veterans. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so, you know, um, Glenn, it, it was great uh, meeting you in D.C. at the, uh, I know Deloitte did a suicide prevention um, workshop uh, and, and we did some things in the space for women veterans. But, you know, I was really interested in, in what you do and, and how you do it. And so I wanted to be able to share that with this community. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Seven Cups? You know, first off, where does the name come from? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the name, interestingly, it's there's a, a Chinese poem called Seven Cups of Tea or Seven Bowls of Tea. And the idea is, is that you share a cup of tea with a friend. Um, and so seven was just meaning like it's no rush. You know, it's it's easy. But the poem is basically every cup of tea brings another level of healing. Hmm. And so um it, it was just like a really nice name. And um, being a psychologist, you know, what we do, what we make people, the number of hoops we make people jump through to get help is is kind of overwhelming. Like no, nobody intended to make it a difficult process, but just kind of the way it evolved. Um, you know, and there's a lot of threatening parts to it, like getting a diagnosis, having to do a thorough intake, having to share kind of all your background. And so what inadvertently happened I think, or one reason why we have half of the people in the U.S. that don't get the help they need is we designed a system that makes it scary and, and kind of burdensome. And so what we wanted to do was make the steps, instead of 27 steps to get help, we wanted to make it just a few steps, and then we wanted to make those steps really non-threatening with the idea that more people would get help if it was anonymous. And, uh, you know, funny quick background on that is uh, you know, in, in therapy, it's normal for a person to come in and sit with the person for, for an hour. So that's, you know, in, in person. And so below that, in terms of threat, would be a video call. Below that would be audio. And then below that would be anonymous messaging. And so we actually launched with audio. We were all uh, audio. So a person would call in and we would ring. At the time, we had 100 listeners. And whoever picked up would get matched. But what we found is that 99.5% of the people preferred messaging, which is now no surprise. Here we are in 2022. But in 2013, we thought more people would use the phone to actually talk with people. But people prefer messaging. Yeah, I think that's what I found so, so interesting about what you do is, you know, we're in an age where, you know, people chat is a lot easier. It's I mean, as you can see on even social media platforms, people just say whatever they're thinking, whereas in person or on the phone, they won't. And that's not always good. But <laughs> but I think that that's kind of the concept behind what you're doing is, you know, people will be more free to actually talk about what's really going on instead of trying to sugarcoat it um, through text. So that's that's really powerful. Um, so. So how does this service work? I mean, you know, do if people want to let's just say they want to chat. Um, about whatever they're going through? Like, how does that work? So you just go to sevencups.com or you can download the iOS or Android app. And um, there you have two options. So, uh, well, there's multiple options, but in terms of chatting with somebody, you can search for listeners. So we have 500,000 listeners, 
189 countries that provide support in 140 languages. And you can search for listeners by keyword, like veteran, or you can search for topics like family stress, depression, anxiety, trauma, whatever. Um, or you can make a general request. And, and that you just indicate the issue that you're struggling with in the language you speak. And then any of our listeners that are currently online have the option of just picking that up because you know sometimes people don't wanna have to choose. They just wanna kind of get support. And then there's um, over 400 sessions a week of group support sessions with different topics. Um, we have moderated group chat rooms, kind of like group therapy. Uh, we have AA slash NA groups that we call sharing circles. Um, and then there's all kinds of free bite-sized exercises, growth paths, forums, et cetera. And all of that is at no cost. Wow. And so, you know, this is great. It's a great opportunity and you don't have to, you don't have to, you can live, it seems like wherever, all these different places and get access to it. Um, you know, how can someone, I know we're talking about people who need the assistance, but there's so many people out there who maybe want to be, be a sister. So um, how can people, you know, become a listener? So great question. Um, right on the site, we have it. And many people do that. So of the 500,000 listeners we have, half are people that got help on the platform first and then signed up. So it's not unusual for somebody to be struggling, get help, and then say, hey, I'm going to sign up and be a listener to give back. The other half are just, you know, volunteers or grad students or uh, practical students um, looking for hours. Um, but there's just a big button. It says, <clears throat> become a volunteer, become a volunteer listener. And you go through an initial training program. Uh, you have to pass a test, uh, watch some videos, do some exercises. Then we put you in front of a chat bot that acts like a student that's depressed. You have to help that student feel better. Um, make an oath to treat people with dignity and respect. And then you get enrolled in our academy or our continuing education program. And then there's five different free programs and 70 different courses. And so the, all the while that you're learning the content, you're also um, helping people with that content too. So like, for example, if I know you're struggling with worry and I'm interested in anxiety, I can learn about anxiety and then help people that are also experiencing anxiety. Well, that's, that's great information. And it's, it's, it, it gives a tool for people to be able to reach out as well. You know, we're, we're coming up on the holidays and that's, you know, we, we always want to make sure we're addressing that there's a lot of stress during the holidays. What are some of the issues that maybe you see or the needs that you see of people coming to seven cups around these times? I think family stress is often a pretty big stressor around the holidays. Like you're, you know, you, you're traveling, you're seeing people um, and a lot of the, you know, Virginia Satir famously said, uh, families are people factories. It's where we learn how to be a person. And so, you know, a lot of us come from homes that are, you know, kind of dysfunctional, less than great, less than great environments. And so if you haven't worked through a lot of those issues, when you go back uh, or when you when you visit, a lot of those issues can surface. And so I think that's kind of an underlying stressor. And then on top of that, you've got, you know, still people recovering from COVID, uh, uh, inflation stressors, other stressors. So people, their, their, their emotional bank accounts, right, or their resource tanks are, are already lower than they normally are. Mm -hmm. um, and so then if you add on to that some of the holiday stress and some of the, the family stuff, it can decrease that tank even further. Um, and so I think making sure 
you have enough support, you have resources, you have friends, you have other family that, that you can trust, or you, or you go on, you know, uh, military sisterhood, or you go on seven cops, or you go wherever and you get, you get some care so that your tank is filled up so that when you go to those holidays and you're, you know, family member that maybe means well, but somehow hurts your feelings or frustrates you where there's this old issue, that the tank goes down a little bit, but not as low as it would have gone if you didn't fill your tank up with resources beforehand. So kind of proactive coping. No, that's good. That's good. And so, you know, if, again, I know you mentioned the website before, if people want to learn more about Seven Cups or how to, or download it, where, what do they do? Uh, so just the number sevencups.com will get you onto the website. And then the number seven and then cups in uh, Apple's place to Apple's uh, app store or uh, Google's play store will get you access to it. Well, Glenn, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. One of the things I think is going to stick with me is that every cup of tea brings another level of healing. And that's what you're doing with your organization, bringing levels of healing. So thank you so much for what you do and what you're doing in the community and helping veterans as well. Yeah, it was a great opportunity to speak with you. Thanks for giving us some time and thanks for all the work you do too. Appreciate it. Thank you. And again, for anyone listening, if you um, need to speak with someone, you can uh, go to Seven, Cup, Seven Cups or you can um, call the Veteran Crisis Line at 988-PRESS-1. And as always, you can give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838 for any of the resources you heard today. Thank you. And we'll see you next week on the Veterans Perspective.